With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Florida Gardening. Welcome. Our number two of Florida Gardening is before you. We're going to have uh, a lot of talk here today on citrus. Of course, my uh, guest in studio is uh, Jeff Dodson. He's the uh, president of J.A. Dodson Citrus and Tropicals. Again, welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Mark. Well, glad to have you here this morning. If you've got a question about uh, maybe your tropical trees, uh, maybe your citrus, you don't know what to do, how to take care of it, hey, give us a call this morning. Let me open up the lines, Hillsborough County, 990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas, County punch up 461-9352 and of course our toll-free line 1-800-969-9352. You know Jeff a lot of people have been uh, leery of putting in additional citrus trees because of uh, citrus graining, uh, canker diseases, uh, all these different diseases that citrus have been getting. Why? Well, Well there's there's a couple things going on. One, there's a lot of uh, there, there's work involved as far as is taking care of citrus trees with the green. Sure. So some people don't like the work, but uh, other there's a, there's a lot of push from um, you know organizations to try to push it out. I mean, uh, well, you mean organizations that may be growing something other, other than, than citrus. citrus? Yes, that's true. <laughs> okay, so uh, because there's a lot of edibles out there, a lot of and edibles. there's a lot of people pushing their edible trees as a replacement right. uh, for citrus. But you know something? When I came to Florida, now I came in 1982, and I walked out my door. And the first time I think I picked my first ripe orange off a tree, I was hooked. You got to have your own tree. Now, that's uh, besides uh, Disney World, uh, you know, they did a survey. What's the, 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 you know, the coolest thing about the state of Florida? And, you know, people up north, they gave a survey to them. And besides Disney World, the fact that people could grow citrus in their backyard was one of the what right was right up backyard. there with, with Disney World. Yeah, you can go out and just just get your own citrus, and you know, I mean, it truly is um, for Florida golden apple. I mean, industry wise, it's a nine billion dollar industry, and the fact that you as a homeowner can just can put a uh, an orange tree in your backyard, or you can branch out and put exotic citrus in your backyard, and um, you know, use it for cooking, squeeze your own orange juice is is, I mean, is a fantastic thing. You know, uh, you, you you just reminded me of an old book, uh, probably one of the very first books I ever read, and it was called The Golden Apple. Right. And uh, I, I forget who wrote it. This was years and years ago. And it was talking about the citrus groves that were up and down the uh, Indian River. Okay. And how they used to, uh, they made their crates out of regular wood crates. Right. And they would package in canoes uh, the oranges and grapefruit that they were growing up and along, along the Indian River, River right. uh, with uh, sphagnum moss from the trees. Trees, right. And they'd ship those up and down uh, in these crates uh, up in canoes uh, to get their, their fruit out. Uh, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of books about citrus in Florida. I mean, one of them was, I believe, called Orange, and, uh, you know, the, which you don't see anymore, but at the time the author wrote it, 
there was citrus groves basically from north of Ocala along the ridge, what they call the ridge, which is essentially U.S. 27 in the state of Florida, all the way down south of Sebring. And that's that's not true anymore. The, the citrus tower, which is in Claremont, you know, a lot of people would go up the elevator and as far as the eye could see was citrus. Now it's mostly roofs, but you can spot a grove here and there. You know. <laughs> uh, there's, still, there's still quite a bit out there. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, let me talk. Let's go to Mike in Clearwater. Uh, Mike's got a question. Mike, good morning. Good morning. I have a question about uh, putting in a new tree. My neighbor has a lemon tree that is progressively getting worse. It seems the bark's peeling off, and he seems to cut a little bit of it back and a little more. And I know I had an orange tree that did the same thing that ended up just cutting completely down. It's died out. Well, you don't have a tree. Grow. You don't have a tree yourself, right, Mike? Well, my mine died about last year, and I was wanting to put new ones in, and nervous with the neighbor's tree looking like it does if it would be contagious. Well, the thing is, is the the tree itself is obviously not contagious. It it's it's the host. It may be a host for something like greening. Uh, what I would suggest is. Uh, plan to put your trees in but write uh you know the florida department of agriculture and consumer services for your psyllids and and obviously once you get your trees in there uh, and you get your psyllids then i then you release them and they're, they're going to go after any sort of you know the the vector which is going to be the asian citrus psyllid they're going to go after that and and destroy those so that's going to give your trees you know a uh a, a leg up now i mean i assume it looks like you know, based on what you you said, the lemon tree itself of your neighbors is 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 on its way out. Especially if it's got peeling bark, that means some some funguses have, have basically the tree is was weak enough to allow the funguses to attack it. And like uh, Mark said, if you're treating regularly with copper fungicide, that shouldn't be a problem for you. Right. I was also wondering. I have a bunch of oak trees that took uh, damage from the storm. Sure. And I am wondering. How far back I can trim those with all the hangers on it without promoting new growth this late in the year? Well, you still, number one, of course, because the tree uh, was injured during the storm, you have to remove the stuff that's that's either falling or broken or cracked uh, out of the tree. Well, what do you call those, Mark? Uh, widow makers? Widow makers, yes. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got plenty of those, in fact, in my property down in Wachula. Uh, one tree had 21 Widowmakers in it. So, uh, yeah. yes. You definitely uh, want to get those out. If you can get them out or uh, if you can reach them, great. If not, hire a professional uh, to, to prune that out. Now, as far as promoting any additional growth, you know, trees are they're, they're slowing down now, depending on what type of tree you have. It's, if it's a laurel oak or a live oak, uh, the trees are naturally slowing down. Is there a possibility of getting some new growth up and through the tree? Yeah, there's always that possibility. It depends what our weather does. Is that a problem? Well, I was personally going to rent a cherry picker, and if I was going to do that, I was going to trim the entire tree up other than the hangers, and I didn't want to do damage to it by cutting it back too much. I had a mistletoe I wanted to thin out and... All sorts of well, if you've stuff. got mistletoe in the tree, I would recommend taking the mistletoe out. Always go eight inches below wherever it's attached into the tree. 
uh, and of course get rid of those those hangers. But if you're going to top the entire tree, uh, I recommend calling in a professional. Let them do it properly because they're gonna they're gonna prune that tree back uh, to a nearest lateral branch uh, that would would take up or take over as the new uh, uh, dominant uh, uh, leader of the tree, and that way you won't get a whole lot of new growth uh, being pushed up up and down these. Uh, a lot of people when they cut their trees back, they they leave this uh, stem sticking up. And that's where you get all this additional growth. If you prune it back right. to a lateral branch, uh, the lateral branch takes over apical dominance of the tree. Okay. Yeah, maybe I should do that. It has so many trees, it's going to be costly. Uh, well, I welcome to my club, yes. I've I've got the exact same thing that you're talking about. Right. Yeah, my silk floss are gross. The flowers are blooming on half the tree, and the other trees sprouting new green growth. I didn't get a full bloom this year. Yes, I, my tree is absolutely gorgeous right now. In fact, I've got three trees in bloom. Nice. Yep. Nice. They're looking great. All right. Well, thank you for the information. And one other, uh, 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 I think, helpful hint, Mike, that I'm going to offer you is something that I think more people should consider, and that is, number one, if you are going to purchase a citrus tree to put in your yard, uh, in the past, we used to be able to buy those little two, three-gallon trees uh, from the local garden centers. Forget that. You need to get a tree that is already established and already producing fruit, and I recommend 15-gallon and up. Right. That's yeah, what I'd that's like what, to see. You know, it's going to cost a little bit more money. It's going to cost more money, but you're going to be picking fruit now, and you're going to be picking fruit next year. And what what are you buying the tree for? Not to wait four or five or six Six years years. down the road in order to enjoy that first fruit off the tree. Why not uh, get a tree that's already been maintained, that is already healthy, growing, and most times has fruit on the tree? A lot of times. Yes. Yes. All right. Good idea. Thank you. All right, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You know, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, one of the things uh, he was talking about in here uh, of the bark cracking Right. And separating from the branches, uh, the, the couple different pro- couple different causes, couple different of things, this. right? Yes. There's, uh, you know, gamosis is one possibility. Um, as we talked in the break, uh, phimosis. Cirrhosis. Well, well, that's true. I was talking about the water mills. That also causes. Yes. That also causes um, bark. But cirrhosis will cause it. Um, I'm I'm trying to think some of the other ones. Just uh, uh, xyloporosis will cause it. Those. The uh, the of course the big one the mushroom root rot. Mushroom root rot. Now that's in real sandy soils is where you typically see that. Not if you have if you have a healthy soil typically you don't. But if you're in uh, an area that has really sandy soil and you get mo- mushroom root rot, uh, it's 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 tough to grow citrus in those areas. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know some of the uh, larger trees that people have in their landscape um, that were that maybe 30, 35 years old. Trees can last a long, long time. Oh, a long time. Uh, those trees were probably either grown or grafted on some of the old-fashioned rootstocks Sour well. orange is predominant. Oh, sour orange. Love those sour orange rootstocks. Sour yeah. orange actually makes an excellent quality fruit. I mean, yes. it's, uh, and, and they're going back a little bit towards that because it's resistant to some of the diseases. Unfortunately, it's not resistant to uh, tristasia, which, yes. which, which is... Uh, um, 
transmitted by uh, sil- not psyllids, aphids. Uh, I believe it's the brown uh, brown aphid uh, transmits tristeza. It's also graft people that 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 graft if they're not taking care of their equipment. Uh, and, and sterilizing their equipment, uh, a lot of these diseases are graft transmittable too. But the public technically isn't supposed to be uh, to grafting, grafting their own. That that's correct. But but it does happen. It we does we, happen, we understand right. that. Uh, these diseases that we just talked about the the uh, mushroom root rot, the uh, cirrhosis, the gummosis, Mrs. where the bark is flaking off the trees. There's really no control for these. No, but the the control is prevention. And the way to pre- yes. the way to prevent it is to to be on a regular uh, spray routine maintenance, maintenance program, right. where they're using copper, copper, right, and they're spraying for insects, Sex. and of course uh, any of the uh, any of the other problems, problems. that citrus gets, uh, because nutritional uh, problems, problems can progress in a tree right. over time to cause to let to allow other. Uh, uh, pr- pathogens get into yeah the tree. And, you know as, as we were talking at the beginning about greening one of the things that people uh do is they mistake in nutritional deficiencies for greening and that's yes. that's why it's important to do your research so that you can tell the difference between nutritional um you know deficiencies and greening but if you're on a routine maintenance you typically won't have nutritional dif- deficiencies now let's say you've got a citrus tree in your backyard and you do not know whether or not uh, your tree has the possibility of having citrus greening, and you've got some fruit, you've got some weird-shaped leaves. Uh, you can take a sample of your fruit, your leaves, to the county extension office in your uh, wherever you happen to live, uh, and uh, the extension uh, offers free diagnosis, Nosis, usually, right, right. of citrus greening, where you can walk in and they'll tell you. They'll tell you based on how the leaf looks or the Yeah, the fruit and they'll looks. give you a flyer, too, that will describe citrus greening for you as well. It's got right. some nice pick color pictures on it. So they'll be right. able to tell you exactly uh, what you have. Now, remember, just because they tell you your tree may or may not have citrus greening, is not a death sentence to the tree. Right. It's certainly not an immediate death sentence. And and the thing about it is if you do have it and the tree doesn't look too bad, I mean, the fact of the matter is you could have uh, greening for two or three years and your tree looks just fine and you'll never even know it. Right. Um, and if you're maintaining that tree during that period of time. Extends it extends, right. And it, and even upping your, your, your game, putting more, you more. know, applying more and more fertilization to the tree, as a foliar spray, you can prolong the life of that tree for years. For years, that's, yes. that's true. I mean, and, I've seen some of the uh, the groves. Uh, I think it was last weekend we went to a landscape show over in uh, in, in Orlando and sure. just went down twenty seven. You can tell the difference between guys who are taking care of their groves and people who are just letting it go. Hey, it's it it, it involves money. That's that's what it takes. Oh yeah, it there's takes no doubt money about and time. It. Money and time. For the average homeowner, uh, you know, if you just mark one day a month. One day a month, month to go all. out to take care of your citrus trees. You can grow great citrus trees. Start with bigger trees. That's number one. And go get on down to uh, the J.A. Dodson Nursery and pick out yours. I got to take a quick break. You are listening to Florida Gardening. You know, I've got something I want to give away right here. This is from our good friends down at Shell's Feed and Garden Supply, and they're giving away a 40-pound bag of Verdanta 7612 all-purpose organic fertilizer. Uh, it's a value of $40. Uh, this, I'm going to give this away to uh, 
well, to the ninth caller. Let's do the ninth caller right now. Uh, if you're the ninth caller, 40 pounds of Verdanta 7612 all-purpose organic fertilizer. You can use that for your lawn. You can use that for your uh, ornamental plants. Uh, great, great product uh, from Shell's Feed and Garden Supply. Uh, ninth caller right now, Hillsborough County, that number 990-9352. Uh, uh, if you're over in Pinellas County, dial up 461 461- 9352. Our toll-free line is 1-800-969-9352. Uh, find that open line. Get yourself in there. And uh, hopefully you will be the lucky winner here. I hope you are. So, again, ninth caller right now. And, again, uh, thanks our good friends there at Shell's uh, Feed and Garden Supply for giving away uh, this great all-purpose organic uh, fertilizer. Uh, when you're at Shell's, make sure you uh, – they're, they're right there at Big uh, – I'm sorry, they're right there at the uh, uh, 9513 Nebraska Avenue. They're just north of Bush Boulevard uh, in Tampa. Uh, great bunch of people down there. And, of course, they've been family-owned and operated since 1961. How about that? All right. Uh, I would like to take Arlene's call, but Arlene, I only have a minute before my break. You hold on. I'll give you the full time that you need for your question on citrus. Uh, Jeff, I, we're, I still want to talk more about citrus, but how do people get a hold of you at your uh, uh, garden? Well, we do mostly shows. Yes. And in fact, we've got one coming up at the Florida Botanical Gardens on December 10th. There's a plant and gift uh uh, show at there and then of course if you want to do the plant show you can stay and, and walk through the gardens because they have a light show there during the holidays yes so they do you can uh you can do that and uh but but basically you can uh, contact us at uh dodsoncitrus.com <laughs> or dodsoncitrus at gmail.com dodson d-o-d-s-o-n citrus uh, dot com or Dodson Citrus at gmail.com. Either way, uh, you can get some great looking trees from him. Uh, hopefully, fill up that backyard. Remember, give a tree, you eat forever, forever on that tree. Hey, you're listening to Florida Gardening. You know, this year, my good friend Steve and Pat Ray, they're the owners of the Green Thumb Nursery. They're celebrating 64 years of service in Tampa Bay. Can you imagine that? 64 years right at the same location, 6913 Sheldon Road in Tampa. If you haven't been to their website in a while, uh, you need to go to www.greenthumbnursery.com. I'll tell you, can you imagine if you've been in business for uh, 64 years, you know what that means? You know what that means? That means they've been doing something that most people cannot do. And that means they're serving the public and giving the public what they need and that the public has reacted by keeping them there. Uh, You need to stop by the Green Thumb Nursery. If you're looking for uh, uh, garden plants, if you're looking for uh, something to spruce up your landscape or products needed to keep your landscape thriving, they've got it. If you want to to bring in an idea for them, maybe you, you say, hey, I want, a re, I want a new idea of what I can do with my entire landscape. They can des, not only design your landscape for you, but they will come out and they will install that vision that you both have come and created right there at your own property, including your sod and irrigation. That's right. They're that good. Stop by the Green Thumb Nursery. Have them look at your property. Give them a call today at 813-884-3797. That's 813-884-3797.
And I said right before the break that Arlene was going to be first up when we come back. Let's go right to Arlene. Arlene, good morning. Good morning. What can I do for you, Arlene? I have an orange tree. Okay. It has been having a leaf drop. But it has a lot of Honeybell oranges on, and I'm just wondering... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Would it hurt those oranges if I spray the tree right now? No, it won't hurt the tree. As long as you're not eating the peel, you shouldn't have any problems. I mean, spraying the tree okay. does not go internally into the fruit. Uh, it will. Uh, there's oil on the surface of the fruit, and it will dissolve inside the surface of the fruit. But as long as you're not eating the peel, you're fine. Okay, so then I cannot make zest out of the peel. That is correct. That is correct, right. Right, and you should be make sure, Arlene, when you do spray that tree, that you're not only using your insecticide for any bugs that might be on that tree, but you're using a liquid-type fertilizer and a good copper fungicide uh, at the same time. And remember, do that once a month for best results. Okay, and I thank you very much, and have a good day. Well, Enjoy I, your program. I appreciate you calling. Thank you, too, Arlene. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, and let's go to Greg in St. Petersburg. Hey, Greg, good morning. Good morning, sir, and thank you very much for your time. You bet. What a great what a great show, and I've learned a lot. Um, yes, I have a uh, citrus that was uh, we professionally planted. It was six-plus feet tall, and so we're 10 years now, so it's probably over 10 years, uh, excuse me, over 10 feet in height. Sure. Um, and... So with uh, I've done neem oil and then the fu- uh, copper fungicide, and I didn't know to do it monthly, so I learned that. Okay. Now, it's, no- it's November, and there's probably 40 pieces of fruit. It's a cocktail tree. Oh, so good. So you got you know, lemon, it's five different, yeah, as you know. Sure. Do I, do I clip all that off? No, no, do I, no. Do Can't... I prune it back? You know, uh Anytime people talk to me about pruning, and especially in citrus, and I'll ask Jeff for his uh, uh, input in here in just a, in just a moment. Uh, you know, I like the 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 uh, citrus grove look. In other words, I want citrus yeah. right to the ground. Okay, so if it's hanging on the ground, that I don't like. That I'll trim up off the ground. But you know something, uh, I I can take it real close to the ground, no problem whatsoever. Because I don't want to pick. I don't want to reach up twenty feet to pick my fruit. I want them right there in front of me. Okay, so yeah. you make yeah. your tree do how you want it to look. Exactly. So if okay. you don't want that tree too tall, you cut it off. If you don't want that tree too wide or you want it shorter on one side and wider on the other, that's what you're going to make that tree do. 
It will do whatever you want it to do. You All you are required to do is to prune it the way you want and fertilize it, apply the fungicide that we've been talking about, copper, and making sure that you're uh, taking care of any disease or insects. Right. As far as uh, hedging, you can keep them any size that you want. As Mark, Mark said, I mean, they espalier them and still get fruit on them. I, what I would suggest is that you, every season, you prune a little bit of the tree. I always recommend about a third of them, but you got to get get it to the shape that you want it. But what you do, if you prune them, keep about a third of it every year pruned, and that gives two thirds of the canopy to give you, you know, fruit on. You don't, and you don't want to overdo the pruning. That that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Understood. It with the uh, five different fruits, the pruning. They seem to each be different, but yes, um, yes. So then I tr- I try and fertilize, uh, do everything. Um, I love black cow on magnolias and other stuff, but apparently not on citrus. And um, well, I, I, some- I don't I don't have a problem with black cow around citrus. Uh, what I what I would have a problem with is if you only use black cow. Oh, right. You need a okay. good fertilizer, a good eight ten ten granule fertilizer uh, that has all the you know black cow has has a little bit of fertilizer uh, numbers to it. I think it's a, a it's a, really yeah, low. It's very very low. Low in nitrogen. Uh, that's very the- low nitrogen, and your tree needs that 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 uh, phosphorus and potassium too. So eight. 10 10 if you've got a very large tree uh greg let's say it's over 10 feet over 12 feet in height you can make that a 2 10 10 fertilizer restrict the growth but improve your uh fruit and right. uh, disease fighting capabilities of the root system as well man as far as pruning goes especially in cocktail trees make sure you know where each fruit is on the tree and don't allow one of the fruits to overtake overtaken it. like a, lot, a grapefruit right a grapefruit <laughs> grapefruits grow are very vigorous trees yeah. you don't want to let it take over your tree yes yes indeed and they certainly weigh it down so okay so prune properly fertilize properly um and uh, go with the copper fungicide monthly yes yes absolutely thank you gentlemen thank you so greg much. you bet you're welcome very best bye-bye you bet and let's move on. We have, let's see here, uh, Tony. Tony in Clearwater. There you, there you are. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, uh, my mom's got a house in Clearwater she's had since the 60s, and um, she's always been able to grow really good, uh, you know, grove-style orange trees and grapefruit trees. We used to get uh, wheelbarrows full of oranges every season. Sure. Um, sometimes even twice a season, and they, they all died off. I'd say like two or three years ago, they were pretty mature and old. Um, so I know we can grow trees there. I've planted um, two years ago, to, uh, next month, it'll be two years, I planted both an orange tree and a grapefruit tree. And uh, they're about six feet, five and a half, six feet tall. And the, gra- the orange tree looks like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I mean, it has not grown. It has not done anything. She's been copper fungiciding it every month, and the leaves are, you know, they're covered with black. I just, after listening to you, I drove over here, and I was looking at the leaves on the top, and they are they are black. So I think you said melanose or something. But Well, no, copper. no. That's, gonna, that's the one thing we haven't covered yet is insect control on citrus with the right. black leaves. If you rub your thumb across that yep. and, and your thumb's all black. That's called sooty yep. mold. You bet. Yeah, sooty mold sooty is caused mold. by white fly. So you, you need, or, or, or aphids. Or, or aphids, yeah. right. Any sort of sucking insect. Right. It, it allows the uh, the juices of the leaf to come out and fungus, the, the mold grows on the leaf. So you, to Mark's point, again, you want to get under control. You want 
want to add a pesticide to that. Or, I mean, if, if you're into, uh, like we were talking about the wasp, you could also um, use things like, uh, like ladybugs. They take care of things like aphids. Sure. Oh, okay. But it's not, you don't think it's too late? I mean, since it hasn't done it. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's maybe got like 50 or 60 leaves on its top. Well, you know, you will never know, uh, Tony, unless you try. And that there's not, you know, if I've got a tree, you know, I've got, I I haven't done a recent count now on my, I had 72 trees there. I think I'm down to 50 something after the storm. Right. Because I had, I cut, I personally had to cut off, I think about six or seven right at the base because they were crushed by trees. Uh, So, even the trees that I look at that only have those few leaves, like you say, I'm out there spraying religiously. So you need to do the same thing. Try to bring the tree back. If it doesn't come back, hey, you get yourself a new tree. Right. But but also, you want to get, get into the fertilization. You can still fertilize it. Um We've had warm weather. I mean, I, I don't recommend going overboard on the fertilizer during the winter, but I would still fertilize it. And what I would do is get something with a higher first digit. You want to improve the nitrogen. That's going to produce, going to encourage plant growth and leaf growth. Okay. Higher nitrogen, fertilizer, ladybugs. And in a granule form, a liquid form. Remember, you do that uh, uh, once a month with the liquid type fertilizer that you mix right. with water. But for the tree that he's talking about you want a granule fertilizer underneath that tree and for every uh for every two inches of trunk diameter you want a pound of fertilizer so a six inch tree needs three pounds of fertilizer all right all right right, i appreciate the help guys you are very welcome tony thank you thanks all right bye-bye and let's go to let's see here who's next uh chris in lakeland hey chris good morning hey good morning mark how are you doing we're doing great Hey, I enjoy your show. Just want to let you know that. I, I listen all the time on your podcast. I've even ran into you a few times over there at the UF uh, plant cell. Yes, sir. To talk with you and you're about Clemarius. But I have a question. I have a Royal Point Sienna in the yellow variety. Oh, okay. Very and good. I got it from a lady who had a, a large one uh, here in Lakeland, and she had a lot of little seedlings she said I could have if I dug up. I dug one up. It was about three foot, and it grew a couple feet in like one year so it was about five foot tall well when i transplanted to another area because it wasn't doing so well there i moved it there and then within one growing season it shot up to about 20 feet wow but yeah i know it it was was an impressive growth um in one season um but the thing is it has one dominant leader for the trunk but it has no lateral branches it's literally one stick with probably about a three and a half inch, almost a four inch diameter at the base, but it t- uh, tapers off, you know, the further it goes up the tree, um, never really exceeding more than, you know, three inches to two inches all the way up, but it's just one stall, like tall tree. So my question is, being as it was that tree and in that setting, it's usually in a forest, it would have to fight for light. So it's, you know, normal growth rate would go up. Right. But being as it's in a yard setting, should I go ahead and top that? tree off by plarting it to create branches um in the lateral well you do you do have other branches on the tree it's just it's just that that first one goes so tall correct no it's no branches it's like one straight leader all the way up and it's just got little bitty um you know long leaves you know how it's got the multiple leaves off of the one leaf sure sure yeah 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 so it's like that all the way up the leader 
pretty much on the top, you know, I would say five You know what you could do is you could go up. uh, I I mean, I don't know if you can get to the top of the tree at this point, if it's that tall. But I wouldn't mind seeing you cut off uh, maybe uh, two or three feet, at least to the top, to break that apical dominance and see what happens. Right. Right, and that's what I was thinking. But I was like, man, what if I cut it back with no leaves? Would it come back? In the spring, with a whole bunch of, if I wanted to go, shorter. I wouldn't cut it off. No, I no, I wouldn't do yeah, that. that. Yeah, you, you're you're taking off too much of the tree at the wrong time of year. Right. Okay. I know it's the wrong time. So I I, I would wait. I'd wait till springtime. I would right now because we don't know what the temperature is going to be between now and the end of the year. If we have a warm winter and you just take off two or three feet, hey, you might be fine. It might put up a whole bunch of side branches, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Eventually, if it's a yellow poinciana tree, that tree will form a a wide crown. Okay, so that's what the tree is is normally supposed to do. Uh, But if you want to help it along, uh, two or three feet off the top, uh, no more than five feet off the top, you have to leave some foliage up there. You have to leave some foliage. Eventually, we'll go to a crown. Yes. Left it alone. Yes. Well, yes. That's natural uh, growth habit of the tree. I was just surprised because it's just so high up there without putting any um, laterals out. And I was like, man, that's just, you know, I know that's a strong apical dominance, but for it to be that tall in one well, row, it's, it's, like, it's fighting for light, uh, light, obviously. Yeah, it's out in the open by itself in the grass. <laughs> out in the open. It. Now it is. It yeah. yeah, now it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quick question if I have another one on sure. that one. Um, I have, my wife just maybe put like 20 plants in the ground. I know it's the wrong time, but she's like, get them out of the pot, get them in the ground before you buy any more plants. Well, I lost a lot of my um, pink capabuias, and I lost a lot of my little fruit trees because I have a lot of grafted fruit trees that I bought. Sure. Um, I'm losing two really nice-sized Hong Kong orchids, probably about, you know, one of them's about 8 foot tall, and the other one's about 15 foot tall, but they're leaning at a 40-degree angle. Now, one has a trunk diameter about four inches. The other one's probably about three inches. Should I just go ahead and just try to replant them, um, or should I just let them just go? How tall are they? One's about eight foot, and the other one's about about 12 foot. I would try try to to pull them back. I think think you could. Yeah, I've been working with them slowly with a string by slowly doing it, but I didn't want to. Just do it slow, just like you're doing, just like you're doing. And you know something? If that tree still maintains a slight little angle on it, that's okay. It'll it'll correct itself. It'll grow more to the one side than the other. That's all it'll do. Because I didn't want to lose no more trees. I lost a lot during the storm, so I yes. didn't want to take no more losses. I get it. I believe me. You, I, I I've got a, a bunch of large tababuya trees that I grew from seed. Uh, and yeah. I'll tell you, you know, uh, I had like five or six come down on my property. So uh, I pulled back. I pulled back some. I should not. I should have cut off. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I got a tractor, see, so <laughs> when you got yeah, a tractor, yeah, you do a lot of stuff you shouldn't do. <laughs> I'm creating a, um, a one, I, I've emailed you in the past, I'm creating a, a one-acre food forest on my land. Oh, beautiful. And I've been, yeah, and I've been creating stuff, and I'm trying to incorporate with aesthetics. You know, sure, I, why not? Plus, you know, functional. Sure. So I took a hard hit this year with this hurricane, but, you know, at a still a young enough age where I could make the adjustments to the plants because the plants weren't that old. Right. A lot of us in planning within the last two, three years. Sure. So I was like, oh, that's a lot of money lost. Well, uh, you just got to keep, you got to move forward is all you can do. Yeah. 
but I really appreciate your show and you guys are great and you're like a you're a plethora of knowledge and um like I said I really appreciate everything you guys do but I'll go ahead and wait until spring and I'll cut back that um point Sienna. That sounds great. Thanks, Chris. Right, thanks, Mark. You bet. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, bye bye. I gotta take a quick break. Of course, you're listening to Florida Gardening. Well, let's get right back to the calls. We've got Kathleen in Lutz. Uh, Kathleen, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Mark? We're doing great. Thank you. I have a couple questions. Sure. Um, I moved from South Pasadena to here about a month ago to Lutz. Okay? Yes. And um, my husband's yard is a half acre, and they cut they, what they call grass is, is all weeds. Oh, okay. And, yeah. How do I get, and there's sand spurs all over, and every time he cuts it, I says, you're just replanting the, the, the same seeds, you know, every time you cut the grass. So. Well, what they you got to do, the only reason the sand spurs are there is because uh, you're not maintaining the lawn with proper fertilization, and sand spurs can't take nitrogen. So you need to apply more nitrogen fertilizer, and over time, you'll eliminate all those sand spurs. But there's no grass. Well, you're going to have to get some Pensacola Baha'i or some or Argentine Baha'i put down, probably. Okay. Probably next year, in probably the end of March, you're going to go ahead and put out uh, Argentine Baha'i seed. Or if you can afford it, you can put down sod, too. I mean, that's up to you. No, 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 no. Argentine. Argentine Baha'i. Oh. Okay. Or Pensacola grass. Well, I would prefer the Argentine Baha'i. For a residential lawn, you want Argentine Baha'i. If you're in a horse, if you got horses and they're in a field or no, something, no, no. then Pensacola. And I want to get well. Uh, then I then I'll um, that'll get rid of the sand spurs, right? That will eventually get rid of the sand spurs. Yes, because the because uh, you're going to have to start fertilizing regularly, and the fertilizer will eventually eliminate the sand spurs. They can't take okay, the nitrogen because I used to get them uh, uh, in. South Pasadena, and I'd pick them, pick them up manually in, in the spring. Sure. You know, and I got rid of them just by doing that, as long as you get the roots, okay? Yeah, that's tough if you got a whole lot of them, though. <laughs> I know. I know there's tons. of them. If you don't have a tractor and a burlap sack to pull around behind the tractor to, to pick up all the seeds, you're going to get more. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so, so upset about that. Uh, also, my, my um, Valencia Pride Mango that I had is 30 foot tall over there. If I plant a large tree here, will it survive this colder climate here? Well, that is always a, a interesting uh, proposition. Uh, what I would suggest, Kathleen, is I would suggest, uh, uh, do you have a pool at your home? A pool? No. No pool. Uh, do you have, are you facing the north or is there a protected area that you can put the tree? The house Southern is, exposure that I you mean, can put the, the tree? The yard where I'm going to put it in, the half acre, is behind the house, and the house is facing north. So it's south. And facing north. Well, then it'd be in the backyard somewhere, up, uh, well, somewhere near the back of the home. But probably not so too close, though. Oak trees. No, then I think that it needs, to be, it needs to be in an open area. Here's what I would suggest then uh, a containerized mango tree 
and uh, maybe like a Julie. Yeah, or, Julie, Valencia Pride. Uh, no, not Valencia that, Pride. That, uh, Pickering. Yeah. Pickering, Pickering yes. is a, an excellent mango or, for uh, uh, keeping uh, small. A Choconon. Choconon. Choconon yeah. would do well as well. Choconon. Choconon. Are, are they as good as the Valencia Pride? Everybody just fought for my fruit. They're all they're they're all very tasty, uh, Kathleen. I'm up against a break. I've Not got to go. I've, sweet. Yep, very, very sweet. sweet. Gotta go. Oh no. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm out of time. Thanks. Sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> sorry. Uh, if you're still on hold, I will take your call off the air. So stand by. Uh, Jeff, pleasure having you here. We'll have it again. Well, thank you, Mark. Okay. Anytime. And, and uh, go to, remember, DodsonCitrus.com, DodsonCitrus.com. Stay tuned now. We have John McQuiston in the newsroom. He's going to bring you up to date with what's happening in the world. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.